What's going on, Sixers Nation? Another win here for our Philadelphia 76ers. A 118-114 win here for in Cleveland against the Cavs. This would not be easy for the Sixers. However, the Cavs, we saw them get a late resurgence in that third end of that third quarter. We saw them get the lead. They would bounce around the rest of the second half, and it would not be easy. It would not be pretty, but the Sixers found a way to get the on. Olympic's birthday, his 28th birthday. Shouts out to all our Pisces out there. Uh, Joel gets, gets a much, a, 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 an impressive double double and a big win here for the Sixers uh, as they now take three or four against the Cleveland Cavaliers. I believe we have another meeting later on down the season. I'll double check on that one. But welcome on in, everyone, to the Sixers versus Cavs game recap. We'll dive into what went down here today. And as always, we'll get to your comments, questions, and concerns. Uh, I am going to put the link in the chat. So you guys can come on in here. All you got to do is copy and paste that URL and post it, uh, copy and paste that link into your URL. You can come on here backstage. We'll bring you guys on eventually. And, we'll, of course, we'll get to the comments, questions, and concerns you guys have as well. We got TikTok in the building. We got Twitter. We got YouTube. We got Facebook. What's happening, everybody? Hope everyone's having a great day. Hope everyone enjoyed the game. I know some of us were a little bit on edge, and in some of these – holes that we've had prior have resurfaced again but the Sixers it's, it was just flat out too much firepower uh, against the Cleveland Cavaliers Cleveland could not do too much also without Jared Allen someone who is a formidable opponent against Joel Embiid but obviously ain't nobody stopping the MVP 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 all right, let's see. Let's talk about what went down in this game. So, start off. The, this was definitely in the favor of the Philadelphia 76ers. They started off quick and high. Uh, the transition game, both offensive defense, was really impressive. Joel Embiid started off six of six in that first quarter. The Sixers definitely took some command. Um, and in this game, the largest lead came in the second quarter with a 17 point lead. And, and same, similar things were going on in that second quarter. Joel was dominating. Um, James Harden getting everyone uh, into the game as well. Um, and the Sixers really took control in that first half. The second half, Cleveland definitely started off with a foot on the gas pedal. They caught the Sixers slipping. And a lot of the weaknesses that we have seen over the past couple games that, let's face it, Brooklyn has kind of brought to light, Cleveland was able to take advantage of as well. The Sixers' transition defense was was uh, lackluster again. They struggled on the perimeter defense, and again in this game, the bench really the bench weakness really was highlighted again tonight. And it's definitely something we'll be talking about uh, going forward. Doc Rivers is obviously sick and tired of answering these best bench questions, but a combination of of, of, of uh, the bench, the transition defense that was also struggling as well was a, a, a big factor of why Cleveland was able to take the lead late into that third quarter, going into that fourth quarter, and Cleveland would stick around for half of the fourth quarter. Um, once Larry Markkinen knocked down a three from the top of the key with 3.54 left in the quarter, that's when the Sixers really got their, their act together. James Harden got a nice little layup, and then Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid really took over the game. Tyrese Maxey had a, a, a monumental three with 158 left in the quarter. Great job by him. It was a nice smooth three. Had a little rattle in it as well, but that really took it. Uh, the Sixers really took control after that. They were not looking back. There were some boneheaded moves, obviously. The Carius Levert layup uh, with the and one that Tobias went on to foul um, was a little bit of a boneheaded move with uh, with what I believe was like 30 seconds left. And 
You know, you're up by you're up by uh by three points at that point. I'm sorry, four points at that point. You turn it into a three. Uh, you could have potentially turned into a three point game. Carries misses that that free throw, and luckily Tyrese Maxey was able to get that board. Um, and then the Sixers were able to dwindle this one away and were able to get get a win. But like I said, the Sixers had to grind this bad boy out. And I and I'm listen. I'm with you guys. I understand some of the concerns that some of you guys have uh, going forward for the uh, for the Sixers, but. This is going to take some. It, it definitely. Is. I'm, I'm not worried offensively. I think defensively it will pick up. I am a little bit concerned how far this team can go with the depth that it has. The the, the main four culprits, and that's Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, have to pick up a lot of the load on a night to night basis. And is that really conducive, Ken? Is that really sustainable for winning going forward into the playoffs? And it is definitely a bit of a concern, but. A lot of people already writing this, writing this team off. When we still have what uh, twenty plus games left in this into this regular season, I'm not ready to start panicking and freaking out. But the depth is definitely going to hinder on them, right? The transition defense stuff. Look, I'm not really too concerned about that. The first quarter, they did a really good job on the transition D. Once that third, that late third quarter, well, the, the, I would say the third quarter. I really think that Cleveland was chipping away. Uh, the Sixers were knocking down some shots. But that transition D was really big for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were able to knock down some points uh, from that quick transition. And remember, we talked about it against Denver. There was a 28 fast break points, and that is something that was a bit of a concern. Tonight, you only were able to, to allow 13 fast break points by the Cleveland Cavaliers, so definitely an improvement. But that was all just a small sample size from the end of the third quarter to the beginning of the fourth quarter. So it, that has that has to be that has to be fixed. It has to be consistent for through the first through the whole entire game, not just the first quarter, but through the a whole entire four quarters. And that's been something the Sixers have been struggling with as well. The perimeter defense did a solid job in that first half. Cleveland took eleven shot uh, three pointers and only knocked down one. So 9% was what they had as their three-point percentage. And obviously into that, that late uh, late second, early third, um, late third, early fourth, the Cleveland Cavaliers started knocking down shots. Laurie Market made some big ones. Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, he he was money from the three-point line as well. And that's how they were able to kind of get back to this game. But um, the bench, obviously, for the Cleveland Cavaliers is led by Carius LeVert and you guys, we've I've talked about Carrius thoroughly through this channel. I love that kid. He's a fun player to watch. And that was a big trade for the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's been relegated back to more of a bench role, and he's a great six man for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dropped 15 on him. Um, in that first, he did a lot of his damage in that first half. I think Tobias Harris did a solid job in that second half, kind of slowing him down. Tobias had a really good defensive game throughout the entire game, and he's real that's really been his bread and butter, especially as James Harden's been here. There are some games where he struggles to get into it, and he did a good job of getting into it, which we'll get into in a second. But I thought defensively he did a really good job on some on some tough uh, matchups that he had to go up against. He had to go up against Laurie, Evan. Um, he, I saw him at times with Kevin Love and, of course, Karius LeVert in that second half, and that's when Karius was able to slow down. But uh, Moses Brown added eight. Uh, Kevin Love added 10 off the bench, along with Brandon Godwin, who added uh, – Goodwin, I'm sorry, who added eight as well. And that was some good production there by the Cleveland um, to, to add up uh, over 30 points off the bench. And for the Philadelphia 76ers, let's get to some of our, our some of our players here. Um, and, of course, we'll get to that bench. But 
The birthday boy, happy 20th birthday to Joel Hans Embiid. He knocks down 35 and 17 boards, a nice double-double on his birthday, and he was just absolutely dominating the entire freaking game. Now, like I mentioned at the top of this, there was no Jared Allen for the Cavaliers, and I barely enjoy those matchups against Jared Allen, but there was no way Evan Mobley or Larry Mark and whatever combination they were throwing at Joel Embiid was going to stop the MVP. Um, the Cavs were running double, triple teams, and there was no way of stopping that, and Joel was doing a good job of dishing it out to others. Um, he only had five assists. Obviously, you want to get that up more, but there were times where he was just taking the F over. I believe it was a minute left into the second quarter. There was the uh, Evan Mobley comes from behind. Joel's inside the three-pointer, and uh, Mobley with a heads-up play tips the uh, tries to steal the ball. Joel gets the gets the gets the ball back, takes a step back from the three-point line, and just like heaves his three, and it just goes in with a swish. And that is the beauty of Joel Embiid being able to 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 move around like a guard from the perimeter and just step back like he's Steph Curry at seven foot, two hundred eighty pounds. It is truly incredible what he's doing on his birthday. I love not to go too far off, but love the pregame stuff, the shoot around stuff. Uh, at shoot around, obviously, if you didn't see on social media, everyone at, at the, the end shoot around, huddle up. Wish Joel happy birthday. You got Tyrese, Isaiah, Joe, Paul Reed singing happy birthday to you. The Paul Reed's doing the wicked, wicked, wicked. Joel's wicked, 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 wicked dance. It was, it was great. It was honestly great. But kudos to Joel Abid, a great performance there by him. Carrying this team yet again, especially in those crucial moments. James Harden tonight with 21 points. A lot of uh, So we had for James. You had nine of those points being scored late into that fourth quarter. He made some big uh, made some big uh, buckets late in that game. He, he for most of this game, he only had twelve points, and that was a little bit of a concern. But you got to keep in mind as well what James does out there. He's a he's a creator, not only for himself but for others. He had eleven assists here tonight, guys, and he was getting everyone into the involved in this game. There was a point in the I believe it was the third quarter. James started finding ways that the Andre Jordan could be effective on the court, running some some of those alley oops. But it wasn't a pick and roll because, as we can tell, and you, th this game was very evident why DeAndre Jordan cannot get more than six minutes. His athletic ability is shot gone. There, it is. There is no resemblance of the Lob City DeAndre Jordan whatsoever. So what they decided to do was have James Harden crash the bucket. Uh, you had DeAndre Jordan coming, creeping down baseline, and they were running a couple alley-oops, and that worked in certain instances. Now, you're probably going to have to keep relying a little bit on DeAndre Jordan, and I know Doc is going to keep, keep going to it. There is some chemistry going on, going on with James Harden and DeAndre Jordan, so he's going to stay in there. But it is a little bit of a liability. And the issue my, with this roster, currently the way it's set up, for myself at least, is that you have five centers on this roster. Why do you have five centers on this roster? This is 2020. You do not need five centers on this roster. It's so funny. Daryl Morey at the end of his tenure literally was trading away centers. They had P.J. Tucker running the center position. Now this mother effort has got five centers on this roster, and we see the, the, the hole 
the gaping hole, the wing depth is atrocious. There are times when you have to run Danny Green and George's Niang, and if those guys aren't knocking down three-pointers, knocking down shots in general, right now it is a liability. Danny and George do not bring any athletic ability, no speed whatsoever, and that is where you are getting killed on those transition and those wide-open looks that certain guys are getting as well. But both those players combined tonight had nine freaking points. Those two need to step up. Your bread and butter is the three-point line. You need to eat, my dudes. You need to eat. But for James Harden, it, it, <clears throat> excuse me, this is definitely uh, definitely stuff to work on. And I saw the aggressive ability coming back in the late of late that fourth quarter. I haven't seen so much of that aggressive James Harden uh, since prior to that Brooklyn game. And I'm glad to see that it was back in that late in that fourth quarter. Let's keep that going into Friday night, which we'll get to in a second as well. Those hair. 19 points, 8 of 13 from the field, 3 of 6 from the three-point line. My man's got the quick release. My man was grabbing those shots and boop, hitting those hitting those threes, hitting those twos. And this is the recipe for Tobias Harris. If he can get us around this 20-point range of tonight, 19 points, this is the perfect Tobias Harris performance for myself. And got a steal, great defensively, like I mentioned already. Solid job by, by Tobias Harris. And, of course, Tyrese Maxey. I am so happy to see the performance that he had here tonight. This was another guy who kind of was been quiet over the since that Brooklyn game as well. We know the four points he scored against Brooklyn tonight. Back to it, twenty-five points, being aggressive, running to the net. Um, the transition game, it, it's tough when you don't have a lot of athletic guys around you anymore. But Tyrese Maxey was finding ways. This, all Most of his points came in that second half, and he was big in winning this game as well, making important baskets. Um, he was he was really driving here tonight, but he did make three threes tonight as well. But when Tyrese is attacking the basket, that is when he's at his most dangerous, and we need to continue finding ways um, to get him that ball. Shake Mill had three minutes here tonight as well. We need to get – I told you in the last recap on Monday against the Denver Nuggets, we need to get Shake Millen out there more. I just don't get why we're not getting him out there more. Um, and for Matisse Thibel, uh, 26 and five points. Another, uh, it, was, it was it was an all right performance here for Matisse Thibel. He did have one block, so not the dominating defensive performance that you are used to. You did see Isaiah Joe, as we do know, Firkin Korkmaz is in the dog ha the dog the doghouse. Uh, four minutes for Isaiah Joe. Um, zero points and two fouls. That that's that is the stat line. Oh, that's all you need to know about Isaiah Joe's night. Zero points, two fouls, and four minutes. So that there you go for everyone clamoring for Isaiah Joe. Yeah, Daka put in Isaiah Joe. Stop putting in Shake Melton. Like there you go. He's a young kid. He's not really too familiar with 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 what what the play is. But that goes to show you guys. Like you got Matisse Thybul, elite defender, not really providing much from the three point line. Danny Green, George Niang, some slow guys. And if they're not knocking out the threes, there's really not much else that you're going to get from those guys. Tyrese Maxey, although can provide some perimeter depth, perimeter help, he is more dangerous when he's attacking the basket. And you guys are seeing part one of the issues right now with the Philadelphia 76ers. And that is just the lack of play on defense. Off. That is a bit of the problem here right now. And look, I'm, I want to give credit to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like that roster they have. It's a young roster. The Darius Garlands, the Isaac Okaros, the Laurie Markin. They resurrected the Markinins. 
Oh my God, Evan Mobley! What a what a, what a smart player that guy is going to be. Now I, I I don't I don't think it is conducive for these guys to continue. It's a great job they've done so far, but when Jared Allen's healthy, playing through all three of those players at the same time, I just don't think that is a smart move. Uh, but they they do have some nice young talent players. And I think that the energy and the youth that they have was able to get them back into the game, catching the Sixers sleeping again in some of their weaknesses. But this this was the star power of the Sixers is what really got them, really got what got them going here tonight. But um, look, it, it's the NBA. These are some really good teams that you're going to go up against. But um, you have to win these type of games, and they got the dub and. And I and like I mentioned, I do think that there were some positives here today. Obviously, the big when the big four is scoring in double figures, and Tobias was one point away from a twenty-point game. You're gonna win most of these games. And Joel dropping thirty-five on a double-double night with those seventeen assists. James adding his twenty-one with his eleven assists on double-double himself. Tobias Harris adding the quick the shooting and. A defensive prowess, not locking down some dudes, and Tyrese Maxey attacking the basket at 120 miles per hour. This is a great recipe for success, but it is not sustainable whatsoever, and we do know that, and that's going to be the struggle. And everyone, obviously, Keith Pompey and Doc got into a little bit, and the presser, and you know, Doc. Doc doesn't like to be questioned too much. It's funny as it is. He just does not like to be questioned too much. But the, the depth is an issue, and he's going to have to continue to try to find ways to get different guys going. I mean, I, I as much as you guys, some of you guys may hate it, you're probably going to see some more DeAndre Jordan out there uh, because you found some things that did work with him despite a lot of his limitations. And look, you need some wing help, all right? You kind of have... I don't understand how Shake only got three minutes. You need to get some, get him more involved, uh, especially tonight. Um, and you tried Isaiah Joe. I just don't think he's ready for this whatsoever, guys. Um, and obviously, Ferky, yeah, I mean, the dude's got less, what, like a, a, a less than 30% three-point percentage on the season. Like, it's not, it's not good, guys. It's just we'll continue to be more. This is all... Obviously, right now, everything's accelerated as far as getting prepared for the playoffs, but that's probably what's going to happen. You're going to see some ugly. You're going to see some good. And we'll see what happens going forward here um, for the Philadelphia 76ers. But a big dub. Big dub. What's happening, guys? What's going on? TikTok. What's happening? We got Juan in the building. What's going on, guys? Guys, it, we're doing this is the Sixers versus the Nuggets game. I'm good, Nuggets. And this isn't Monday night. This is Wednesday night. This is the Sixers versus the Cavaliers game recap. Thank you for tuning on in. If you guys watch the game, have some questions, definitely drop it in, in the comment section here uh, on live, ladies and gentlemen. If you guys want to talk, you guys want to come on in the show, we got the show live right now on YouTube. This will be rebroadcasted in podcast form. Link is in my YouTube channel. Come on in here. We got the link right in the comment section. I'll even put it back in there again. Same for YouTube. If you guys want to come on in, you're more welcome to. All you got to do is copy that link. Post it in your URL. Come on backstage, and I will bring you guys on. But what's happening, guys? Where are my Sixers fans at? Uh, we got Logie in the building. What's happening, Logie? What do you think if the Sixers trade Harris for a few role players? Um, Look, Logie, uh, I'm going to stick to my stance. Obviously, you can't make trades right now. You are in the middle of the season. We're almost at the playoffs. But look, for Tobias Harris, if he does not perform in these playoffs, similar to how we handled Brett Brown in 2020, and Ben Simmons last year, if he does not perform in the playoffs this year, then I, we need to find ways to move on from him. You need to find some more for more wing depth, 
And look, you can find a stretch four in this league. You can find a guy who can stretch the court out there. Small ball is a thing in 2022 as well. So, Logie, if he does not show up in these playoffs, you best believe that Daryl's going to be looking for ways to get him out of here because that you can't justify the play with the money, especially now. He is, at best, the fourth option with the money he's making. It's just unacceptable. Flat out is unacceptable. Uh, Krausik, uh, four. What do you think of March? Who do you think is winning March Madness? Um, Krausik, thank you so much for coming on, and I really appreciate it. We don't really talk college basketball. We don't really talk college sports in general. We do professional uh, Philadelphia sports here. So that's the Eagles, the Sixers, the Phillies, the Flyers, and the Union. I'll don't get me wrong. I'll I'll catch a uh, uh, March Madness game here and there, but we don't we don't cover it. I'm not making the emphasis of watching it. The Sixers are basketball here, man. I appreciate you coming in though, for real. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we got K Jacob. Uh, bench production is pathetic. Um, it's pretty bad. Um, I'll do the quick math real quick. All together, Danny Green three. Uh, Danny Green six. Jordan Yang nine. We have 13, 13 points compared to the 32 that the Cleveland Cavaliers scored. And uh, that is one point worse than what you had on Monday night against the Denver Nuggets. The bench is, is just god-awful. And, oh, by the way, let me rattle you out some of the big five minutes here tonight. Matisse Thiebel, 26 minutes. Tobias Harris, 39 minutes. Joel Hans Embiid on his birthday, 34 minutes. James Harden, 42 minutes. Tyrese Maxey, 38 minutes. Well, you don't want to play your start, especially your big four are playing over 30 uh, over 30 minutes on tonight. You don't want to continue playing them that that many minutes. That's just way too much. It's very strain, uh, strenuous as well. Uh, but that's part to do with the fact that you're not getting a lot from your bench. And it is a problem. It, it, it flat out is a problem. We discussed that here tonight, man. Uh, Anthony plays uh, B-ball. What's happening, man? For real, the lineup has a lot of potential. Yeah, they do need help, and this lineup is pretty damn good. This lineup is really what got you the win. Having a Joel Embiid who dominates on a night-to-night basis, having Tyrese Maxey play aggressive here tonight, get back into his groove of things, and, of course, James Harden being the lethal uh, ISO player that he is as well. So um, that's really what got you the dub here, man. But we, we need to get them, get them some help, man, for sure. We got Hoops with KB checking on in. What's happening, Hoops? I appreciate you checking on in. Uh, bench needs to step up. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, hoops. How do we blow a 17 point lead? You, you caught napping, man. You got, you got caught napping late in the, th- in the third quarter. The, the Cleveland, Cleveland Cap- Cavaliers, the start of the second half started chipping away and chipping away at that, at that lead that they had. Um, and tr- transition defense was bad for the Sixers. Cleveland caught them sleeping on that. They started knocking down some of those threes. Um, they got they the ball movement as well for the Cavs. It was very very impressive. Looked like Barcelona with Iniesta and Messi and Xavi Torres or uh, or uh, Pep Guardiola uh, in Manchester City or a, a Maurizio Sarri. Well, not I don't know what to hear about these European soccer teams. <laughs> but that's my point. The quick passing it was it was really great and the lack of athletic ability at times when you're running lineups with DeAndre Jordan, George's Niang, Danny Green. You were able to keep get some guys sleeping, and they really were able to move the ball well in that third quarter, uh, and that's what really would chipped away at that lead, man. But you were able to get the the win, man. Uh, Philly Sports Highlights, what's going on, my man? Philly Sports Highlights, you best believe we are excited for the Phillies. Let's go Phillies, but let's talk about the Sixers first. <laughs> um, awesome stuff, Anthony. I want to keep it Sixers here tonight, uh, but I do. If you want, Anthony, 
Uh, it would actually do me a big favor. I would really appreciate it. I have a I have a Phillies video that we did live. We were on TikTok. We were on YouTube. Uh, it's on my YouTube channel. You can have the link in my bio. Uh, you could you can check out all my thoughts on Schwarber. But man, I am so excited for Anthony Schwarber, and, and I'm and I'm so pissed off that Chris Bryant's a Rocky. But regardless, we digress. That let's move back to this picture here, man. Uh, Jacob also need Harden to get more aggressive and take more uh, shots other than threes. Jacob, issue being, he's not the best at a mid-range game. I think his thought process is, why would I take a two when three is obviously more? And that's what he's really mastered in overall in his career. If he's not taking a three, if he's not running a pick and roll, if he's not driving, looking for a foul, or hitting a floater or layup or whatnot, there's not really much else. And that is definitely a hindrance on James Harden. But he's also very good at what he does. I would agree with you, though. He definitely needs to be more aggressive on to, on those certain instances. But that's that's the beard, man. That's what we signed up for, right, guys? All right, let's get to YouTube real quick. What's up, Adam? We got Adam checking on in. What's happening, man? What's good? Big win needed that one. That's ain't that for damn sure, Adam. <laughs> ain't that for damn sure, brother. Solid win for the Sixers in uh and uh and and one that you needed after that uh, Nuggets one. That was a tough loss there. We got Ryan checking on it. What's up, Ryan? What's happening? Ray now checking on it. What's going on, Ray now? Uh, Adam, great point. I forgot to mention. What up with the refs calling fouls when you can clearly see that there were some really, really questionable fouls to, from Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, Joel and B. I don't know what it was. I do know that at times the referees will favor the home teams um, because they don't want to deal with it, honestly. But other than that, there was some there. And you guys know me. I don't ever like to, you know, blame losses or wins on refereeing. They shouldn't be much of a factor in a game. But tonight, there was some very, very, very questionable calls. Luckily, the Sixers' firepower was just too much for the calls, man. Absolutely good stuff. Uh, we couldn't have any transition defense and scoring since the defense is struggling to do, make adjustments. They adjusted. They definitely adjusted in that fourth quarter, but they definitely have to prove upon that transition D, man. Tobias is playing a uh, playing great productive game. I step up 100% on con consistent shots of developing a better at better basketball, man. He's been consistent, that's for sure, man. Absolutely consistent. He was great on defense here tonight as well. And if he got he has an open look, he's got to knock that down. And he's been getting some open looks, especially with James, Joel, and Tyrese as well doing what they do best, man. Absolutely. Of course, of course. Happy birthday to the GOAT MVP. Let's get it, guys. Let's get it. Happy birthday to the GOAT, man. Uh, Darius Garland can be a good playmaker. Uh, of Shea, Gall Shea Gillis Alexander, it's an interesting one. It's very interesting because Ryan, I, I had this discussion with my girl's, uh, uh, my girl's brother here today while watching the game, and I asked him because on display tonight you had two really solid young guards, Darius Garland, Tyrese Maxey. Obviously, Garland runs more of the point for Cleveland, and Tyrese has been pushed to like a combo guard at times. He runs the point here with James Harden, but obviously before he ran the point. Um, and I asked him, I was like, who would you rather have, Garland or Maxi? And he was like, honestly, it's a toss-up. They're both pretty good. They both can have similar trajectories going forward into their into their careers. Um, and I, I think they both have similar uh, similar attributes. Obviously, both have some speed. 
Booth can be very aggressive to the basket. I do think that Darius has more of a presence from the perimeter, and I think that's what Garland, that's a little bit of the edge that Garland has over Tyrese Maxey, but it's truly incredible uh, how Tyrese Maxey's developed in year number two. Absolutely incredible, but uh, I think Shea Gillis, I would take over both Maxey and uh, Garland for sure, man. I love Shea Gillis. I'm a big Shea Gillis guy, man. That dude's a baller. He needs to get in a winning situation quick. You don't want to waste that talent. Right now, what's happening, man? Uh, we got Kings Prod checking on in. What's happening? Our uh, our bench is killing me. Yeah, man, I feel you, man. I feel you, Kings Prod. I feel you, brother. It is rough. 17-point uh, game blown in the second. That's right, man. That third quarter was crazy, 31-13. to 13. Yep. Yeah, man. They they really chipped away in that third quarter, brother. And and luckily in the fourth, at the, we were able to knock some shots in that fourth and take control at the end of it as well, man. But I feel you, man. Four-point win. Um, and Embiid, and it's funny. I'll, I'll finish. Embiid needs to rest, but it's it's a problem when your bench cannot produce when you have these big leads. And yeah, Kings Prada, I agree with you, my man. And tonight is one of those nights I probably would have would have sat uh, Joel Embiid on his birthday. Let the man rest. You see, it, you know, if, if you don't get a thirty plus performance from Joel Embiid, you don't get twenty points from uh, twenty. Uh, <clears throat> let's say sixty points combined from Tyrese, James Harden, and Tobias Harris. You're kind of screwed, right? And it sucks, but you I also don't want to wear them out. That's one of my concerns going forward because I think on paper, this is a roster that can very well get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I do think that, but man, in a seven best of seven game series with the lack of depth that you have, it is going to be a tall, tall task. Guys are going to have to step up other than the main four. Uh, Doc Rivers got to figure something out on DeAndre Jordan. Must play to decent minutes of a bench. Uh, so here's the thing, and we talked about this before. Number one, why is Paul Millsap still here? He's lost his minutes to DeAndre Jordan, and he uh, DeAndre kind of fits more of what we need from that center position, uh, a rim runner. That's what we kind of need. And although DeAndre Jordan was a very elite rim runner, rim runner in his prime, he's no longer that, and that's kind of an issue as well. Uh, you know, would it? How much would it honestly hurt? Honestly, how much would it honestly hurt to see a little bit of Paul Reed? I don't think Charles Bassey kind of fits either, but I like Paul Reed's athletic ability. That's why I want to give him more of an opportunity. How much would it hurt to give him some minutes in? The, let's say in the third quarter. Let's say you're up by 16 points, which they have been doing. Would it hurt to put him out there for a little bit to do a little rim running? I think he can do that. And I think that's something you need to start looking at because, look, you found some things that work with DeAndre Jordan, that, that alley-oop game from the baseline definitely was some things that you that, that were working. And, and James and I understand James and DeAndre do have some chemistry going. But, you know, also got chemistry from last year, Tyrese Maxey and Paul Reed. So let's try it a little bit, just, just for a couple minutes. And, of course, you, there is my other idea that I mentioned as well, having Matisse Thibel play some minutes as a center as well. And have him uh for uh run a small ball set, have him run run a little bit because we know he's got athletic man. Absolutely Kings Prod. Next up for the Philadelphia 76ers, ladies and gentlemen, we got the Dallas Mavericks in town. Luka Doncic, who by the way, have put themselves as a top five defense in the NBA. So that should be a lot of freaking fun to watch. Um, they I just saw that they just beat the Brooklyn Nets, and the Brooklyn Nets are hot right now. Kyrie Irving dropping 60 points last night. Back at it tonight. Spencer Dinwiddie, the former Brooklyn Nets, hits a buzzer beater to beat the Dallas Mavericks. I'm sorry, to beat the Brooklyn Nets. And now Dallas has to come up here to face off against us on Friday. We'll see what what 
you know, obviously I'm going to keep another close eye on the perimeter defense, on the transition defense, um, and what this bench could really do as well. Um, obviously, I know Dallas has Jalen Brunson off that bench, so uh, it, it's it's going to be tough to see. We'll, we'll, it's going to be a good test as well. These are all good tests for the Sixers. Uh, let's hope we can win that. We'll see, man. We'll see. Also, why? Yeah, we just, we talked about that too, Kings. I don't know why uh, Shake's only getting three minutes. It is a microcosm. I think that Shake does different things that could help. At least you could try to see if it can help. And I don't know why that Doc's not going uh, with him as well. Um, you're playing maxi 38 minutes, Kings, because, I mean, you need to, right? I mean, you just talked about how the bench is an issue. Who else are you going to put in if if you can't trust anyone else, right? Shake's only playing three minutes. Uh, that's probably why Maxi's playing 38. But I agree with you, man. You got to try um, other places as well. What's up, Eli? What's happening, man? All right, guys, it's going to do it for tonight's Sixers game recap. Again, the Sixers take care of the Cavs. Not an easy one, but we win on Joel Embiid's birthday. 118 to 114 win. And we are back at home. We're coming back here on Friday night to face off against Dallas. As always, Dallas sucks. So we'll see what happens on Friday. Thank you so much for tuning on in. Make sure, ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoyed this content, it would really do me a big solid if you guys could hit that like button. If you are new to the channel, join the family. Subscribe to the channel. Never miss out on these Phillies, any of this Philly sports content. And of course, you can check this out if you are more of a podcast listener. Wherever you stream podcasts, we're on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Spotify. Find us under Oin Philly Sports and make sure you guys subscribe to that as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of Ed Barcelo Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. Talk to you guys soon.